0: Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Enjoy Your Day.
1: So, where do you go?
0: How was How's your vacation, vacation, home? vacation home? Well, uh, well obviously,
1: obviously, it was
0: busy. busy. Too busy for me. Too busy for you, I hate it when my vacation home is too busy for me. As You Were a podcast about Alkaline Trio, every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, much to the uh, dismay of our Patreon, patreon.com slash were, where our patrons had the opportunity to vote so many times for this song, but now we're here. Enjoy your day. By the Alkaline Trio, track number six, on album number one. God damn it!
1: Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the uh, sort of elephant in the room here, which is that so many times I put this into polls, thinking that it would win, and it lost every single time, uh, which was a little bit of a shock to me. Um, but before we get into that. I don't know uh
0: about you Tim.
1: Are are you a uh, user of the app known as Spotify?
0: Um yes, occasionally I will use Spotify. So last week it randomly updated
1: for me. Mm-hmm. And and you know how uh it shows normally like the top 10 songs in the band's catalog, like the most popular, right? Right. Uh-huh. Now it shows every the data for every single song on every single album. Um, and we're going to do a little guessing game real quick, which is, what do you think the most popular song on God Damn It is, based on Spotify streaming numbers?
0: I hate that this is a thing. Um, it just automatically is going to keep people from experiencing music. Um Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's fucking awful. What are they doing? Um, But I would say the most popular is Cringe.
1: The most popular is Trouble Breathing. Huh. Huh. And the least popular, Message from Kathleen. Songs are right fucking next to each other. How that works, I don't know. Um, But... When I saw that and was listening to the song, I was like, huh, Enjoy Your Day is like more popular with the gen- general populace than I would have expected, Um, because I feel like the song is generally pretty divisive within the fan base.
0: hmm. Now, I could see Enjoy Your Day being a song that for people who really like it, they would want to listen to it more than once. Sure. It's got that. It's got that kind of energy. It's short. Um, it's short. People love short songs. Um, but that's a that's a very interesting set of data um, to consider because it's so far removed from, I guess, what one would consider to be the actual temperature of the room. As mm-hmm. far as Alkaline Trio fans go because yes this song divisive number that we have here it's
1: um my entire time being into this band and specifically this record um i feel like this was for years and years and years a lot of people's least favorite alkaline trio song um i just remember pre-crimson i feel like everyone kind of shit on this a little bit
0: yeah it was definitely the song that uh we would listen to kind of ironically um but i like this song i think i always have it's uh it makes me a little embarrassed to listen to it but that's okay i'm 34 years old yeah i mean this is the
1: type of song that like i mean it's it's i'm sure it's embarrassing for uh Mr. Dana Andriano too. It's very laying the soul bear. His voice is very young. There's mm-hmm. some uh, nice squeaks in there. Um but I kind of have always liked this song. I've always been on the side of the song, and I always kind of like to me for years and years and years, I viewed um I, I, I thought it was such a cool move that this record has two acoustic songs kind of split. Right in the middle, right at the end, because mm-hmm. it almost is like this record could have just been like two six-song EPs and <laughs> like also been very good. Because uh, totally. I feel like the way Clavicle starts just feels like oh, this could have been an opener. You know, it just mm-hmm. it brings a lot of life back into the thing. And yeah, I don't know. I I get not liking this. It's a tough sell for sure. And if you're not kind of like pretty impervious to like stuff being super maudlin and like super like i mean emo and what you think of as the term Mm -hmm. um yeah it's probably not gonna your mileage is gonna vary but i don't know man it's such a weird fucking little song structurally um i think even some of the lyrics as we alluded to pretty weird just like what are what Uh, (laughs) and it's just like, that's the type of song you write when you're like 22 at most, you know, and, uh, it's Mm -hmm. lived on forever.
0: It truly has. Um, it is so just without caution in terms of how saccharine it is. Mm -hmm. You got that, you got that walk down chord progression, uh, C with the add 9 for the folks at home. That's the C chord. You use your pinky to hold the uh, high E string down on the third fret. It just makes it even more maudlin. Even more just... Oh my god. The raindrops hit heavier. Um, and, And Dan spends a lot of time on the floor. Which is never a good spot to be in. Especially if you're broken hearted. I mean, I I think
1: (laughs) not only that, he's cried to such a degree, his room is partially flooded and they're seeping through the crack under his door, which is like, that's a lot of tears,
0: man. Yeah. A lot of them. And it's hard not not to like poke fun at the lyrics. Um, Oh, 100%. Very easy to not poke fun at Dan's vocal performance. I know that some of you folks at home... Wanna hear some jokes about someone's speech impediment, but that's not cool. We're not doing that here today. The squeak though, pretty fucking funny.
1: Yeah, it's like it's pretty funny, but again, I just I'm a sucker for like bad vocals. Mm-hmm. And like this is right within my wheelhouse, you know? Like I I had a friend who for years and years and years was like you can sing well I don't believe you and that's kind of where I usually fall on shit like this is I'm like well I believe that Um, (laughs) I don't think anyone doesn't Uh, and like what I really respect about it being on the record but like if you listen to like past live or like you know any like live versions of this, he doesn't like do that st- or, or try to do that. Still, he just sings it better. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of the crux of the thing here. Is like, if the vocals are what kill it for you, I understand. Yeah. However, I think the song itself is pretty cool and pretty interesting, and like has this weird, just like, man, I don't even know. It just kind of like rises and falls and rises and falls. Totally and i think that's like such a unique thing in this because i feel like so much of the songs on this record and up to this point for this band and even like sorry about that they're really going for that big moment and and this does and then it just kind of like you know withers away and i think that's
0: kind of a nice little
1: touch that i like on it
0: yeah totally i think just with um you know without the percussion you kind of are a little bit less cued into the song's changes as it goes from part to part because it's like, you know, so where'd you go? How'd your how was your vacation home? Um acting as like the verse, but then it like picks up its pace, but nothing really changes about the chord progression um, in terms of like Dan's strumming of it, because mm-hmm. it's like, um, you know, I'm so tired of picking myself up off the ground. Is like the, I think the chords are like, you know, moving back towards the sea, but you don't have drums there. You don't have anything that's like marking that tempo change. And it's all kind of like played within basically the same like hand pattern like all of those chords are really just like staying in the same spot i think that like you have on the on the high e and the b string he's holding down c and d constantly throughout the song Mm -hmm. so it's like there's there's changes that are happening but they're not nearly as apparent as they would be in a full electric version
1: yeah, and I think that's that's really like I just don't think this song works
0: in an electric version. No, like I I don't
1: not. I don't think. Yeah, it just it, it wouldn't be what this is, and I think that's the thing is I think an acoustic song is such a like on a punk record is now such kind of like a trite thing. Though it's been a while since I've really like heard one on a new one, so maybe it'll come back.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we'll yeah. see. It's interesting because that that time period has a lot of acoustic songs in the f- track number five, six and seven spot. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely, I like, I'm curious what the
1: inciting incident was on that. My guess has always been dear you, which is obviously not that, but I think like, I think that energy pervaded a lot of scenes <laughs> um, of people mm-hmm. wanting to try it and like making it cool. Um Totally. And I mean it's definitely yeah, it's definitely not uncommon and I feel like in the kind of rising pop punk world of that time it was becoming like I was shocked when records didn't have it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's um I think a lot of the maybe what inspired it was the fact that we're in the C D era mm-hmm. and I think just naturally 12 songs front to back can feel like a little bit of a slog when you don't have to flip a record over in the middle of it. So the acoustic track, especially like, I'm thinking specifically of uh, the first Saves the Day album song is called Three Miles Down. And that song's like a minute and six seconds or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. Absolute perfect way to just break up the first half of that record from the second half. Oh I yeah, that, I mean that's what this is in a lot of ways.
1: I think you're 100% right, is I think there is just like in the CD era, there was the trying to like really, you know, jerk you out of like complacency and kind of forgetting you're listening to something mm-hmm. and I think that's why that really surfaces Um because you don't see it on all the stuff that was like Native to like sides A and B, you know, which is Mm. like even more common in like the cassette period of time, you know. Uh, and it's just like really wild because it's it's become such a thing, I would say, in the mid 90s and then onward, you know, like and Mm. also like not to get too off track, like bands are having huge hits with this kind of thing because like the late 80s and early 90s was like power ballad time galore. You know, Mm -hmm. like that, like, so many, like, quote-unquote, like, hard rock bands were, like, having huge hits, you know, with this type of stuff. Soul Asylum,
0: the Goo Goo Dolls.
1: Well, I mean, beyond that, even, like, fucking Skid Row, Guns N' Roses, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, the Tough Guys, Being Sensitive, um, and, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, like, it became such a pervasive thing, and now it feels, like, super quaint <laughs> like um it just doesn't yeah. feel like that's how people operate anymore you know mm-hmm. well, um think... and i i don't even think of people like i f- I remember the time when people would just be like yeah it's the acoustic song and now like you know dan has made fucking like acoustic records or whatever like no one really bats an eye at it because it's just like oh you're doing this other type of thing and mm-hmm. but in, in the punk world it was definitely
0: like verboten for a long time yeah totally and i mean you know Bands like the Alkaline Trio are growing up in that era. I think that's... Oh, speaking of Road to the Skeleton Coast, anybody's interested in listening to uh, this past episode of Road to the Skeleton Coast, uh, might be a good time to listen to it, uh, given the fact that we're talking about Dan Andriano right now. Um, but talking to Brendan, that dude fucking loves Poison. He grew up with that shit. So the amount of absorption that 12 and 13 year old kids are getting from literal hair metal when they're starting to get into like making punk music too that shit does carry over just the same way as Nirvana carried over for the next generation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's always kind of that, like, necessary and just, like, unavoidable bleed in and out of uh, genres. Like, because when you're young, you're not going to be into cool stuff. That's just kind of how that works, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. you're into stuff that is, like, quote-unquote lame. Um, But I don't think you need to, like move past that like you can just open the palette absolutely and f- not find find new shit and like still like the stuff you love and i think that is really right is i think it's kind of surfacing in people who like were old enough to have come of age in a different era of music you know mm-hmm. um and i think it's cool when you kind of see those things poke through and I, again like I just feel like with a song like this, you see such a human side of Dan. And I would say the same about, sorry about that, um, which we talked about long ago, but like, I think the appeal to me of both of those songs has always been that like, they're pretty brief. They are mm. definitely ballads for sure, but they don't overstay their welcome. They kind of get to the point and like, they both feel like, Hey, let's each sit down and write a song and an acoustic guitar and record it and see what happens. Like it just feels so genuine and not, yeah. not contrived in the way that many, many moons later we get
0: a crystalline. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you bring up a good point too about the, you know, people getting famous off of songs like that. Also like there's this dude dashboard confessional who like gets, pretty big uh, at a point uh, pretty close to around when this record came out. But I also like to listening to those acoustic tracks also because you're getting a recording of something that is so dissimilar to everything else that is on that record. And oftentimes those are very interesting recordings too, because you have, An engineer or producer setting up to record something to really just, like, see how it goes. Getting, like, close to the spot. And Matt Allison's recorded a lot of, like, folksy Americana stuff before this. But he's working with a lot of punk bands at this time. And I think that the recording on this one, it's so fucking perfect because... It's it's a little too sugary. It's like mm-hmm. he hit too many knobs, and you can really tell on the remaster. He hit way too many knobs, but I love it for that fact. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just one of those
1: where it's like it's just what it needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's that's really what I'm always looking for in songs like this, or I mean, I guess just in general is like it doesn't feel super self-conscious or self-serious, like even though the material very much is, but I think everything about it is just treated where it's like, this is just what it's supposed to be. And we're just going to do it. Like, we're not mm. going to fucking like, I mean, that's the reason I'm so endeared to the fucking, you know, squeaky voice part is cause like, that's not supposed to be there. It's not supposed to be on records. And like, that's kind of the spirit of the thing, you know, like and I've said it a lot, you know, even, in writing stuff, but it's like, if you aren't putting yourself in a place where you feel a little uncomfortable putting the thing out, why the fuck are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if if it feels safe enough for you to put out and like, you know, there's not going to be any bad thing to say about it and people will just be mildly complimentary, like maybe push it a little harder, you know, take the chance. And I think this, this record has just always exemplified that spirit to me. And a song like this really kind of hits it home where it's like, There was no expectation. There was no fucking idea of what this band was going to be. So let's—we're making a record. Maybe it's the only record we ever make. And then Mm -hmm. here we are, so many years later. What do you rate it?
0: This one gets a three and a half. It's my rating too. I feel self-conscious when I like follow your rating with the same rating. But I think that that's. Kind of what it's got to be. This is a song that I don't. I'll skip
1: this song if I don't feel like it. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, is I'm not in the mood for this every single time.
0: Yeah. I'm. If I want to watch You've Got Mail, I'm going to watch You've Got Mail. I'm not going to tell somebody, hey, you know what's better than that Fellini movie? You've Got Mail. Mm -hmm. with tom hanks and meg ryan and greg kinnear and dave chappelle and ran out of people that i remembered who are in you've got mail but i give this song three and a half as i've just made clear why i i'm doing that but i will say
1: i mean i agree with everything you said it is the you got mail of the record right Mm -hmm. um but I've always felt that it makes Clavicle hit that much harder, and for that reason alone, I it couldn't not be on the record. Like I think the pickup you get from this song to Clavicle is so massive and so fun um, that it just those two songs back to back just really highlight like the full range of experience that you can have listening to this band, where it's like. I really feel this, and maybe I'm a little embarrassed of it, but I like it, and then it's like, this is great! And like that's just kind of what this band is, Yeah. and it was there from the fucking beginning.
0: As you were a podcast about Alkaline Trio, every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week, it was Enjoy Your Day. We hope that you enjoyed your day of listening to our podcast as you were a podcast about Alkaline Trio. We... Invite you to tell a friend about the show and to rate and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Hit us with those ratings, damn it. It's been a little while. I check those sometimes just to see like, hey, what's going on in the ratings? And I know when that number has not changed and it hasn't changed in a little bit. Five stars. Tim is the best. And David is also great. We have a Patreon, patreon.com as you were. We are letting those motherfuckers vote on the song that we talk about next week, which is something that we do. And we also go long form on other topics. And we got some merchandise coming up. Either way, we'll be back next week. We look forward to it. And we will see you then. Thank you, friends.